Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. In it's a back to work Wednesday, CHGO Bears podcast. Adam Hogue, Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs Jr. We'll check in with Nicholas Moriano at Hallis Hall, where we've already heard from the Fluce and gotten the Fluceosophy. And uh, we also heard from Justin Fields. Got a lot to talk about from those press conferences. We are turning the page to how this all gets fixed. We're going to talk about what we're actually worried about, what we're not worried about. Boy, it's been a week. What's up, guys? Good, good afternoon. Good morning. It feels like the, uh, maybe a good night. I don't know. Time to go to bed. That was a very interesting press conference. Looking forward to diving into it. 7,000 things to talk about today. Yes. I'm going to try to remain calm and balanced and measured with my bears angst at this particular moment try to come out of this deep depression that i've been in since sunday afternoon come on you can do it brags i'm trying you can do it trying the cubs almost beat the rockies last night (laughs) come on chris bryant coming back by the way (laughs) short little tangent here chris bryant only has nine home runs and he plays in colorado what is wrong with that man you you know it's it's, it's actually a good it's actually a good tangent because i was thinking about him in relation to players that i've always believed in like i believed in him to the death i still believe in him and i think a lot of that plays into where the bears are at right now who who do you still believe in panic city after one week? Do you still believe in the head coach? Do you still believe in the general manager? Do you still believe in the quarterback? Do you, which receivers do you believe in? What offensive lineman do you believe in? Which is a lot of things we're going to do today. Yeah, we got that coming up. Uh, the, my biggest thing I want to hit right away is just the fact that we're talking about talking about equanimous St. Brown and how much the bears missed him. You, you didn't have that on your dance card? Might be in trouble. I'm just going to say, if we're talking about this this much four days later, eh, not great. You just that's, did the calm voice, the, the calm noise. Oh, eh. no. Oh, God. Uh-oh. Congratulations. That's also concerning. That's on my list of things I'm worried about, <laughs> me turning into Mark Carmen. No, All right. You're absolutely right. I mean, some of the things, and we'll go over it, about what he said about St. Brown, and then you compare those to what he said about Claypool. I felt was very telling. It, it's yes. it's a it's actually a brilliant take by you. Who had 
Please, EQ, come back. Get active. We need you. Save us. This is so bad. We need our blocking wide receiver who <laughs> dropped 8,000 passes during training camp. Get that guy active. Give us hope. Come on, EQ. You can do it. Give me one nine. Yeah. Eh, not great. All right. Uh, first of all, your news item, Kyler Gordon. Not much of an update today. He will not practice today um, as the Bears to X are hitting the practice field right now. It's a hand injury. My read on the situation is they're probably still trying to figure out how bad it is. Second opinion, maybe third opinion. Do you need surgery? Do you not need surgery? Do you need to go on IR? Do you not need to go on IR? Can you play with a club on your hand as a slot corner? Can you not? Kind of hard to catch footballs. Might still be able to tackle. Hard to shoot the spider webs out your wrist. Well, I mean, and yeah. your hands are, it's not just about catching the football, but your hands are important at the line of scrimmage too. Yes. For jamming purposes, absolutely. So I think that that's why, um, I mean, is at least maybe a good sign he hasn't gone on IR yet. Maybe, but I think they're still working through some things. Not my role. I don't know, but I'm going to, if I was a betting man, which I am, thank you, DraftKings, I would bet highly that Kyler Gordon is not playing on Sunday. Oh, yeah, I feel the same way. I mean, I feel the same I, way. That was, I was trying not to be annoyed with the head coach with his, it's a hand, everybody knows. And no, we're not going to tell you anything else. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, if he's if his hands broke, but he plays with a club, like, can't play uh, with the club as a cornerback. Like uh, Matt B yeah, said, he might be able, at slot. If there's one corner spot you could do it, it would be slot. Yeah, but like Matt B said, you know his awesome celebration he kept showing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we don't get interceptions anyway, so I guess maybe it doesn't. Well, like, just, just like Matt B was saying in the around. chat, his awesome you can celebration. punch with the club. <laughs> Like I said, his the awesome celebration he kept showing at camp, the Spider-Man shoot. Well, if he's got a club on his hand, he's gonna like have to shoot him out from his elbows or something. We're screwed. We were that, all really that looking. was not the thing I was worried about with the club. No, but, but we were. But. We were really excited about it, and we never got to see it. And I also mentioned that a minute ago, but that's a whole other story. It was a sweet celebration, and we never got it. All right, the other big talking point from this press conference uh, with Maddie Reflus and a little bit with Fields. Um, Look, we've all seen the tape at this point, and Chase Claypool's blocking. Oh, boy. The effort. Oh, boy. There was a line of questioning um, at Hallis Hall today with some of the reporters. Very good job by them um, trying to pin Flus down on this one. Uh, so here's kind of a chunk of Matt Eberflus's press conference specifically on Chase Claypool and how they plan to handle this. When you went back to the tape, uh, what was your evaluation of Chase's effort, especially in the blocking, the discrete blocking game, run blocking? Yeah, we know. I th we know. We already visited about that. Uh, I think it was maybe uh, Sunday after the game or Monday it was. But uh, yeah, again, you know, you guys all saw the plays. You know that, uh, and again, the perimeter blocking needed to improve uh, for all of us, and uh, and we're going to get that. Work hard to get that done. Matt, with Chase Claypool specifically, mm -hmm. the blocking is that reflective of an inability to block or effort blocking? You know, I would just say everything comes down to technique. You know, it's it's about technique. And it's about really about when you're blocking the perimeter like that, you have to have good technique, right? And, uh, you know, he's displayed good technique in practice on that. 
and uh, that's why we had them in those positions. But uh, perimeter blocking is all about technique. It's all about your angles, and it's all about your intensity for sure. And uh, it's always about that. And uh, it doesn't matter if you're push cracking on a, on a line on a, a linebacker or cracking down on, on somebody inside. Um, that's what it's always about. You guys had St. Brown inactive. He's known as a very good blocking wide receiver. Is it possible that Claypool would be inactive this week? So we're looking at all possibilities right now. You know, I'm not going to talk about who's going to be up and down for the game right now. Um, you know, for obvious reasons, but uh, we're looking at all all things to make our team better. Who's going to be up and who's going to be down in terms of the active roster. So there it is. Um, I think the headlines there, they met with Claypool perhaps as soon as Sunday after the game. Remember, this game ended at 6.30. And so there was was an immediate um, talk with Chase Claypool about this. And then two... Asked directly there if Chase Claypool could be inactive. I realize there's, on one hand, the head coach is just maybe trying to play games. But on the other hand, that was pretty telling, I thought, that it was like, yep, looking at everything. So, let's be clear here. If Chase Claypool is inactive, or even the fact that he's being considered to be inactive, that is a failure on the coaching staff. You traded a second-round pick for this guy to come in. On the coaching staff or the front office? The coaching staff didn't trade any picks. I think it's a failure on the coaching staff because there's no way with the talent in the Bears wide receiver room that they should not have figured out how best to use this guy. He should be one of their top five receivers. But if you think they're not coaching him. But if you think they're not coaching him to play with effort. They absolutely are. He, I, he just didn't. I'm not. I mean, at some point as a coach, there's only so much you can do. I mean, think about what Josh Lucas said about Anthony Miller a couple of weeks ago. Like, guy had all the talent in the world. Well, Moody that, mentioned Anthony that, Miller last week about be, how he was one of the best route runners he's ever seen. At some point, if a player doesn't commit to the job he has at the highest level of football and how hard it is, there's only so much you can do. I hear that, and where I'm pushing back is he just leaned on we've seen him block well in practice. That is not the skill set that he was brought in here to do. Chase Claypool was brought in here to be a physical receiver who is going to make it easier on Justin Fields, throwing the ball downfield, throwing the ball in the end zone. Also, it's weird because I didn't see Claypool practice for like three weeks. Well, and he got hurt. Yeah, but it's a team sport, and – you got to help the guy next to you. And if you're not giving effort, you know, because it's not just him. Mooney's going to bl- – we've seen Mooney block with authority as small as he is. And when they dial Tyler up – Scott sc- had a nice block in that game. When he, Chase Clay – so you say use Chase Clay pull the ways in tenant. Hold on. And he – you call a screen for Chase because you want to get him in space. Guy's got to block for him. So if somebody's going to lay their li- – their, their job on the line for him, he's got to do the same I, for them. I hear what you're saying, and I wore the brick-by-brick brick t-shirt today because I feel like this is the way that the Bears have to get out of this brick-by-brick. Brick. However, DJ Moore did not block well in this game. He was blown up on a play, uh, and, and he looked terrible. Is that – are right. we going to say that DJ Moore's not a team player? That's not what he does. That's not what he's here for. You, But where I agree with you, Carm, is that – Yes, it is on the coaching staff to put these guys in position 
to use their talents to have the most success and help the team win games. And the way they used Chase Claypool in this game was not smart. And, and so that gets back to what your game plan is and quite possibly that you probably screwed up and should have had Claypool inactive and EQ active if that was your game plan. Right. If you were folk, if this is what you were going to do, then Tyler Scott's not active. You, yeah, that's so, the other thing. Somebody else is re- returning kicks, not Tyler Scott. He's not Gale Sayers in his prime. You can put somebody else back there, get EQ active, and run your game plan and get him out there blocking because that's what you wanted to do, which is coaching malpractice. Yeah. But if, you're, if he's inactive this week, then just cut him now, which is insane. He shouldn't be cut. I don't, that conversation is making its way around. You're not – he – if you, were to, if you were to rank Bears players and their talent level, I get that you have to be come to work to, ready to go and all that stuff. But Chase Claypool is on the top half of this roster. So there is at least some coaching blame here. So a lot of questions. I've already seen them about the QB school and about what JT O'Sullivan said. We actually have a clip. Okay, yeah, we, uh, Chris Peguero jumping in here with a 499 Super Chat. The video by the QB school just made me question our oh. entire scheme. Like, what the hell? <laughs> so you weren't the only one, Chris. Uh, Sangray, Kim, 499. JT's show told us Justin Fields has not developed one bit in terms of reading the defense. It's a bummer, but we need to move on, especially with quarterback Rich 2024 draft. A little bit of both. I mean, obviously, a lot of questions about the scheme. Uh, Justin Fields just really just did not play well. And, and it's just the, the truth from this game, and it's a tough truth. Um, do we have the clip from JT? Because we want to play a little bit just to tee this up. Um, and, look, go check this out if you haven't already. It's the QB School on YouTube. It's his YouTube channel. Uh, obviously, stick here with the show, but when the show's over – um, you know, I've been following JT and I've been watching these videos he's done uh, before Justin Fields was drafted because he had all these breakdowns on Justin Fields the year Justin was drafted that were incredibly helpful. Um, but this was his sort of su- summary, right, Briggs? This was from the end when he kind yeah, of summarizes was, everything. He went yep. through the whole tape, and this was basically his conclusion when he got done with the tape. Justin Fields, Bears, week one, burn the tape. Yeah, I get it. It's bad, man. And it was bad on every single level of that game. And it's one of those things for me when it's that bad, inevitably there's basically a disaster or a blow-up play at damn near every position. And when that happens, it just feels like it snowballs and gets out of control. I think the thing that I can say about it is I tried to be as objective as I could about the scheme. I think some of it was scheme deficient, absolutely. I think some of it is quarterback play not good enough. So what does that mean? That means turning the ball down. That means for whatever reason, we can't see quite clean enough or early enough to be able to throw some of those balls that I think are there and not just kind of there, but big time NFL open there. Okay, that's that's the other part of it. Now, the, the other part besides the deficiencies up front, maybe the perimeter not being as good as other people think it is, in my opinion, I personally don't understand why didn't they run Justin Fields at all? There were maybe a few runs that got kind of muddy that weren't runs that could have been runs, but just run him. Why Why are people so allergic to running, running quarterbacks that are good at running? It feels like it's some sort of like 
riddle that I don't get the joke for. Just let him run. Call designed quarterback runs, get him into a rhythm, then get it going. We don't need to get into a rhythm by throwing a bunch of screens. Save the screens for when you need it. Save the design specialty plays for when you need it. Let him be him. And he right now is someone who is a dynamic, explosive, violent, aggressive, accelerating downhill runner. He did none of that except when he had to like cover up disasters for other people. And so give yourself a chance by that. And we've got to see some growth from Justin Fields with the ability to drive the ball down the field and anticipate not even tight window throws, just like throws that are there on time in structure. It's got to happen or else it's going to be a struggle. And it's going to continue to get us be a struggle. And it's going to be even more of a struggle with kind of what they're working with at other places. So until all of those things come together, and hopefully it all comes together, you know, tomorrow on the practice field and Sunday at the next game. But man, it's I don't think it's going to be an easy lift unless they let Justin Fields be Justin Fields. Don't put him in a box and not let him run, not dial it up, especially on like third and short yardages, the red zone. Frustrating, man. Really frustrating. I, I'm honestly like half nauseous right now. Yeah, it, it was <laughs> nauseous. It, and that was just the. I, I've watched a lot of JT's videos. I've learned a lot of football from watching those videos. That's the most I've ever heard him say the F word on yep. almost every single play. It, it was. It was. It, it was that bad. It really was that bad. And, and, um, what, what's concerning too is he loves Justin. He is he is at the top of the list of Justin Fields fans, and loved him coming out, loved him last year. He came on Hogan Johns in the middle of last season and said, "You guys got your quarterback. It's done. You guys should be throwing a party in Chicago. You got your guy." That's how confident he was. So that opens the door to like the fear that. Every Bears fan has ingrained in them that this organization just ruins quarterbacks one way or the other, right? So no one's going to go here that far after one game. I think that would be unfair, but it's part of why we're going to have a bigger discussion here in a little bit just about like what you're worried about, what you're not worried about. Uh, Another super chat here from Ray Hollings, $10. I think the bigger picture is Justin Fields' Failure to see the field properly. The QB school. Jenkins elite film. Uh, Tim Jenkins also did a breakdown. Highlighted the face. Justin Fields didn't try coming off reads too early. I don't think the scheme is the issue. Well, first of all, Ray, it's definitely both. Okay. And and that's sort of the problem. But I agree. There were guys open downfield more than I thought immediately after the game that the All-22 showed. I saw Justin skipping reads. Um... We're tr- it's and it's tough. We're all saying speed it up, speed it up, speed it up. And the problem with that is you sometimes skip reads because of it. But he's miss he missed deep hooks, he missed deep sails, even on plays where the play worked, where the ch- I'm sorry the checkdown work, where Khalil Herbert picked up 11 or he, or he scrambled for nine in a first down. But the problem is there were bigger shots downfield yep. open. So if you haven't seen the video. It's basically this. One play, the scheme sucks. The next play, the quarterback sucks. The next play, the offensive line sucks. Rinse and repeat over Guy's and over. Guys not blocking. And the over tight again. end, wide receivers not blocking. Yes. Not taking the right angles. Technique, alignment, assignment. That's what we hear from Eberflus all the time. 
it was a complete shit show. You get an hour long breakdown of yeah, that. By don't JT. watch that video. And uh, it's that informative, is, and we all need to, well, you know, hear so, that from people that have an informed understanding of the game because we're just trying to rationalize as fans, but that gives context and helps with the rationalizations. So I just think it's super interesting when you think about Kevin Warren's position in all of this, right? 20 years ago, the CEO of the Bears, who didn't know what he was doing, could not go on YouTube, and I don't know if Kevin Warren knows that this exists, but I'm pretty sure he does. And so he can sit here and watch your CEO, whether his coaching staff be broken down by who you just named Hogue as somebody who's a, I mean, it's an impartial guy, but actually somebody who really likes your quarterback, and he is laying out straight, unbelievable, this should not happen, incompetence. That, you know, football, there's, for most people out there, myself, if, you're, if you haven't played the game, you do not see everything like that's going on there's too much stuff but when it's broken down that simply for you then if you don't know anything about football you can understand it and the bears whole coaching staff is put on blast in these videos or at least the offensive coordinator mm-hmm. and and the head coach so i do wonder and chase claypool and chase claypool and everybody else. so i do wonder what the ceo new man in charge who's paying attention to literally everything who's interviewing everybody in the building how is he digesting what is happening right now and i'm 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 the farthest guy from like i said yesterday like i don't think anybody is in trouble job wise but i do wonder when you have something as it just laid out to you just like this like what is going on in the number one seat at Hallis hall yes um is that is it's an interesting perspective that things have changed where you have multiple breakdowns almost immediately on Monday and Tuesday following where every play is broken down the way it is. And and they don't know every answer to every play. JT says that as he's breaking things down. He says what he would do or what he doesn't like about the scheme. Or what but, he doesn't know. But one play that came up not only from JT but also from Baldy, Brian Baldinger on Twitter, was the play that we heard Flus come out and admit on Monday that Justin Fields cannot take a sack when he's being chased out to the right by Lucas Van Ness. Got to throw that ball away. It's in the red zone. Absolutely have to throw that ball away. Cannot happen. But, and, and both Baldy and JT acknowledge that, but they're literally breaking down this play and they can't figure out what the play is. Right. Like they, they're, they do, they, these are two smart football people that are looking at it and they're like, I don't understand what's supposed to be happening here. Who, the offensive line's doing one thing. The tight end's doing one thing. The, 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 the wide receivers aren't even really running routes. Like, what is happening here? Right. So that question was asked uh, today. I think Nick actually asked Nick it. Nick asked it, Yeah, yes. Nick, Nick asked a question today to Flus, and basically there was an option to to run it to hand the ball off to, let's see, who's in? It's Herbert. No, it's Foreman in okay, the game. I apologize. In this chance, or in this play. Komet's doing weird things that it doesn't, he does, he's looking like to block somebody that's not there. There's one receiver that's made available. Well, and like uh, either Sullivan or Jenkins broke down. The, the offensive line doesn't look like, like if you're saying there's a run option, 
the offensive line doesn't look like they're run blocking. Well, they're not because it's an RPO. And so if you decide to pass out of it, you can't be downfield. That's the downside of RPOs. You have to pass block on run plays. That's that's like everything in football has a con to the pro. Okay, so that part I understand. And Komet can go downfield and block to the second level because he's an eligible receiver. Okay. But the read on it, and give me your opinion on this, Hogue, where the D-end doesn't crash down, he should have handed the ball off. No, because here's what he's reading, at least what I'm looking at here, looking from the end zone angle, trying to read Justin Fields' eyes. He's not looking at Van Ness. Okay. And the, the advantage of having a quarterback like Justin Fields, who is incredibly fast is you don't necessarily you can leave that end unblocked sometimes because you know your quarterback can beat that guy to the edge now obviously that didn't happen on this play which we'll get to in a second i believe he's reading the the safety number 20 okay um and that defensive back stays in the box to play the run which is why justin fields keeps it okay that's what i think happens here and they're expecting Justin Fields can outrun Lucas Van Ness to the edge. Van Ness plays it very well. You file that away because we learned that last year when the Bears played the Lions that Aiden Hutchinson can run with Justin Fields to the sideline. Now we know that Lucas Van Ness can do that too. Good for him. First-round pick. Throw it out of bounds. Good talent. There's no – it's – And he had plenty of time to understand that he needed to throw that out of bounds. And I get he's a competitor, but it's it's third or second and goal on the four. You you it's been said a hundred times, but you just absolutely cannot take that sack. And he had plenty of time to get that out of bounds. Look, I, I thought what also was teed up in the videos was he. There's a lack of urgency when Fields gets the snap. He's kind of his feet aren't. His drop. It, 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 it's just he's not. It's there. It doesn't. He's not moving as fast as he needs to move. Boom, snap, boom, boom. And it also was teed up that like the snaps are every which way. They're over here. They're over there. They're, they, they, we can it, get to it, that too because. But, yeah. but uh, Andre Skinner had an interesting chat up there that I wanted to just touch on. It does because I thought it was interesting how because Fields was asked today about his audibling, or you know, do you just go up to the line and and. Are you are you allowed to change the play? And Andre's asking the same thing, and he said he's like, "Yes, I am, but I have to, you know, you of course you have to trust your offensive coordinator. He can't just be here comes the play in, and then constantly he's just going up there. Now that's not going to work. I'll do this. I mean, sure, when he lines right. up and he the, sees how the defensive position, if he if he knows the play has no chance, he's got an audible. The exact but, the but, exact quote was: "At the end of the day, you have to trust in your OC to call the right plays. I'm not going to go up to the line of scrimmage and change the whole play when we talked about why we were running that play in a certain situation." So, so read the first ten words of that thing again. At the end of the day, you have to trust. You have your, to. You, you have, have to, to trust. Oh, right, in I, got, your I got. I got. I got. It, I got. It. Yeah. You have to. It. This is probably a karma overreaction to a little nitpick, and you guys can all freak out in the chat if you want. At the end of the day, you have to. He could have said, at the end of the day, I trust Luke Getze. Right. He I say, agree. He's saying it more in a global thing. Like, this is, this, I'm, you know, I can't just be, over, you know, he's not saying, at the end of the day, I have the ultimate trust in my offensive coordinator. Right. He could have said it like that. He did not say it like that. I agree. 
It's another subtle jab. It's I, a very, it's a very. Agree. But why would you trust someone plays like this or ex- getting called in ex- this moment? Like exactly. Because my diagnosis of this specific play is I don't like the call. I think he probably should have handed the ball off anyway, but he's probably doing what he's coached to do here, which is read that DB who's ca- cr- somewhat mm-hmm. crashing in. It's an awful fake. If I have a criticism adjusted, look, I know, I know our viewers can't watch this right now because we, we're not allowed to put it on the screen. But, like, Carm, you can see this, right? He doesn't even put the ball in the belly of yeah. his running back. That's a shitty not fake. Not deliberate enough. That's, that's, not, that's not good technique. So this just goes back to the original point. Like, it's just everything about it's bad. It's a bad play call. It, the design doesn't – there's nobody open once he runs – and then it's a bad decision. It's a bad fake, and it's a bad decision by the quarterback to just throw it away. So if I'm Justin Fields trying to answer that question, like, I don't blame him. Yeah. Put me in a better position to have success. And so, and, and his whole position for a year plus now has been basically that. Don't put this all on me. And when you watch the videos of, of the Bears offense being broken down, you just, I mean, you really have no other reaction other than to slump down your chair and just sit there and be like, oh, it's my just, God. It's just scary oh, to hear the quarterback, <laughs> the quarterback and the coaches drawing their line in the sand already, and it's only week one. That, that's scary. Well, but, right, and it is well, and we're worried one. about if Equinemius St. Brown's going to be active on Sunday. But, like, it does feel, right. and, and I'm kind of, right, exactly. And I'm kind of amazed that it's gone this quick, but it is only week one, but it also does feel on some level, like everything is on the line already. Because they did not play. I don't think they played worse at any point last year. They, th- this was the worst game they played in two years. Right, right. which was the other thing. I saw somebody saying, amazingly, after a whole offseason and adding talent, the whole thing, right now, they've gone backwards. Right. How is that possible? And that's what I mean. It'd be one thing if they lost and they blew it at the end and we could talk about learning how to win and all that crap. They got their ass kicked in every aspect. And that's why it is the the alarm bells are ringing so loudly and it's so hard for us to turn the corner and start to look towards Tampa Bay because there's so much damage to assess. Like JT O'Sullivan said at the end, there, there's just so much there, and it's not going to be an easy fix because every aspect was a, a disaster. Uh, speaking of alarm bells, the Duke is chiming in for 20 Let's bucks. Let's go. I Duke, I miss this. you. 20 bucks, Duke? That's Let's go it. for no, it. I'm kidding, Duke. We don't <laughs> <do that. laughs> it's a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday, Duke. Our, our Hello Football fans who happen to follow the Bears. Duke, you're getting funnier by the day here. How the F does Flus not know why DJ Moore I was agree. subbed out after those two catches when they were in the red zone? I, covering up the OC's incompetence, <laughs> or is he an empty chair? I so, agree, so, so just to, So for people who don't get that, <laughs> Flus was asked in the presser today, why did DJ Moore come off the field after back-to-back catches? And his answer was, I don't know. Which you're the CEO, right? But I thought it was an odd question. Like you're asking him to under to know a substitution pattern. Like I thought it was a little bit bizarre. But the I don't know thing also stood out at the same time. I think it's a fair question. It's a hundred percent. The number one wide receiver. You can catch more than two passes in a row, and if you can't, then you're you're. This happened in the Badger game the other night where I lost my mind. It's first down. They throw a deep ball to the sideline, and the guy taps out. On an incompletion, like, 
It's the first play of the drive. How are you tired from one go route? But, the, but you, that's part of your job as a yeah, wide receiver. You, like, but that doesn't make sense to DJ Moore. The guy's been literally running seven thousand routes, so it couldn't be that he was tired. This was so. This was in the second quarter, I believe, when he had back-to-back catches or late first. Every this is the first half. It was second quarter. And it yeah. doesn't matter. Like Iberflus yeah. saying, I don't know, especially three days later. I might be able to accept that answer in the immediate postgame presser, but by Wednesday, if you don't know a reference to every snap of the game, there are people in our chat that we could reference an individual snap at any point in the game, and they're going to know exactly what we're talking about. It's true. You, you as a head coach and the CEO have, have to be – a, a psychopath when it comes to every single snap and every single detail. That's your job. That's why you get paid the big bucks. Yeah, I didn't like that. I thought he should have stayed on the field. Well, no, you needed a quick blow, and we just got him out of there. Something. You have to know. The answer yeah. can't be, I don't know. Yeah. Torian knows. Gary knows. The Duke knew before it happened. All right, we'll get to some more Super Chats here in a second. Um, but first, are you in the market for a new or used vehicle? If you are, we have some great news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake has just joined the CHGO team. And we were talking to the team at Ray. They have this pledge called the Ray Price Promise. It's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay when you go into the dealership. We found that in many cases, other dealers will raise the price on you when you come into, into the dealership. They'll say things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, the answer will be no. And that's when the other dealers will raise the price on you. Saying the price online uh, included limited rebates that you don't qualify for. At Ray, that is not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. In fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for you, which may make the price lower than you see online. That was my experience when I first uh, leased a truck from Ray a few years ago. I couldn't believe the price they ended up because they ended up making it lower on me than I thought when I walked in there. They're very straightforward. They don't waste your time. And as one of the top-selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of Chicagoland's largest inventories. Save big at Ray Chevy because now they have over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing. That's right. I said that 0% financing make zero payments till 2024 plus put no money down and best of all pay zero hidden fees with the ray price promise visit ray chevrolet and fox lake or raychevrolet.com serving the community since 1963 find new roads and want to tell you about our friends at fubo tv which just makes your sports and just television life period that much better college football the bears Ryder Cup, literally any sports corner. The most. Oh, I can't wait for the Ryder Cup. I love the I don't Ryder know what Cup. just happened, Lawrence over there. By the way, Nicholas Moriano is coming I, I up from Brandon's, Hall. Brandon's super chat is amazing. I can't. Oh, wait okay, to get great. To it. Um, so, but bottom line, with Fubo TV, you can stream live TV from any device. The most Chicago sports for the lowest price. Start watching immediately. Free trial, no contract, no cable, no hassle. You can watch for a week. Figure out if you love it, which you will. Watch local teams while traveling for you high-level business people who are flying first class and going all over the world or for you degenerates who are just getting in a solid 1968 car and just saying, I want to spend my life on a beach. They got you covered. By the way, I like the beach people a little bit more because I'm more like you. What's up? 
Uh, Braggs', Braggs is butt on the screen. The Love a good Braggs butt. Watch your all of your favorite college football and the NFL with Fubo. Go to www.fubotv.com slash chgo. You sign up for 15% off, by the way, your first month of Fubo Pro. What just happened? Well, the Bears announced, I just saw it, I think Patrick Finley just tweeted it out, that the Bears will be wearing their orange helmets and orange uniforms for Sunday. There it is. Now against, we got them. Against Tampa, who wears orange. So, okay. That makes sense. There we are. We're, we're wearing the jersey I hate and the helmet. optics of that. I hate it. First of all, the Bucks why. should be wearing the cream school jerseys. Yeah, every week. That would be a good jersey. How are they still? Pat, Patrick I, Finley, the I, Bears I, will wear their orange helmet and jersey against the Bucks on Sunday on the road. Stupid. I like the orange helmet. And uh, I don't mind the orange helmet. I don't like it on the orange jersey. It's too orange. I, I have a quick request okay. from everyone. We have over 1,100 people watching and only 100 likes. Come on, everybody. That's less than 10% of y'all. Please give us a like. Thank you. If you don't understand why we asked for the like button, it, it just helps us gain traction on YouTube, which is what if we're wanting to do. you hate the orange helmet, do. hit the like button. Seriously. <laughs> um, if, you, if you love Greg Braggs, hit the orange button, like button, not the orange button, the like <laughs> button. Thank you. Okay. Yeah, okay. I like the guy with Nick's, the orange Nick's helmet avatar. He says he likes the orange helmet. Yeah. We should wear black from Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, well, the orange is kind of along those lines because it makes us look more like we're the Bengals. Trip Hop put in the chat diarrhea color so it fits. I don't know what diarrhea yes, color you yours is, but like you might want to get okay. that checked out, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do we have Nicholas Moriano or do we not have Nicholas Moriano? I don't know. Moriano? He needs to call in is his issue. So we do not. Okay. Sorry, so no, that means we do not have Nicholas Moriano. We can hit yeah. some supers. Got some fun supers. That's, well, yeah. Or keep going, whatever. You have another Duke alarm. We'll get to a, a couple know. supers yeah, okay. here in a, in a second. Right. I, I want to zero in here now as we try to get away from some overreaction, which there has been a little bit. Sure. It's overreaction between week one, week two. Pretty common. It's all good. I want to talk about what we're actually worried about and what we're not worried about. Okay. Okay. So, look, there's like there's some players that didn't play well. You're probably like, all right, well, there's a reason for that. He's going to turn around, whatever. There's some position groups. All right, that shouldn't be a problem going forward. Not sure why it was Sunday. So, what are you actually worried about? Other, I will than, st- other than everything. Keep going. <laughs> I will start. One thing I'm not worried about is DJ Moore. Okay? We saw this guy dominate training camp. We saw the chemistry with Justin Fields. I don't like that Justin missed him on some throws. I don't like that he wasn't a bigger part of the game plan to begin with. They should be force-feeding him the ball. And when DJ did touch the ball, he... Like, slipped out of that one tackle, got the first down. And the next one, it was an easy slant. They got to take advantage of that. So, I am not worried about DJ Moore. Even that statement carries some risks, though, because we've seen wide receivers come here and struggle. But I'm just not worried about DJ Moore. On the flip side, I am worried about this pass rush. The lack of a pass rush. I don't think enough was done to address it. I think it should be slightly better than last year. It was nice seeing Yannick Ngakwe get that sack. They don't have the three technique they need in this defense. Correct. We have had everybody 
from how many different guests that know football have we taught? We, we had Tommy Harris on the show once last year. Talk about three technique. We've had offensive linemen. We've had Olin Krutz. We've had, um, who are the smart people that have been here? Just talk about the difference that a three technique makes in this defense specifically. And we've had the head coach talk about it being the engine that makes the defense go. And unless Jervon Dexter becomes this guy in a hurry, in a hurry, but it is an area that you could circle as a possible improvement area as the season goes along, as a talented player develops, certainly. But I'm worried about it, guys. That is something that if I had to pinpoint something that won't be a problem going forward, I'm looking at DJ Moore. If I'm pinpointing something that will continue to be a problem this season, it's the lack of a pass rush. Completely agree. There's so many categories. I try to just stick to the offensive line. I'm hearing some concerns about Braxton Jones. I know he didn't play well in week one. There was some weird scheming going on. I'm not saying he's going to be a 10-time pro bowler by the end of his career, but I'm not sweating Braxton Jones. I'm just not. I think he's going to be fine. I think when you when you talk about the list of problems the Bears have right now, Braxton Jones is way down that list. What I am concerned about is the center. Uh Lucas Patrick hasn't been able to stay healthy, and when he was out there, he just he completely out of sync. You went out and you signed Dan Feeney. The dude seems interesting. I'm ready to move on. Let me get, let's get Feeney in there, see what he can do. It can't get any worse. Uh, I, I have no – I just I, – I don't – not going to end well with Lucas Patrick, and whenever it's going to end, I'm ready for a tend. He can play as a backup. Yeah, quickly, because uh, I know we're going to bring Nick on, but – I, it took me a while to figure out what I'm not worried about because I am literally terrified of everything right now. Darnell Wright, I guess, would be the candidate. Yeah, it's his first game, so this is pretty easy, low-hanging fruit to go there. They left him on an island quite a bit. Learning experience, you know, we talked a lot about should they have taken Jalen Carter, and I totally understand. I was a big proponent of drafting him. But at the same time, Darnell Wright still has a bright future ahead of him. He moves his feet well. He's a big body. The Packers, you know, were playing wide on him. So those are tough angles that he has to understand. But I think the more he gets experience, the better he's going to get. And hopefully he plays so well, it alleviates some of our concerns about passing on other players. The guy I am worried about, and this is an easy answer, but it's Justin Fields. And we can talk about Luke Getze all we want and scheming and wide receivers not blocking and everything else in between. And it all just rings so familiar to what we did with what I did with Mitch Trubisky. And I understand he is not Mitch Trubisky. He is better than Mitch Trubisky. I understand that. I believe that. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if the results are the exact same. He's not reading the field. He's If it's because they've coached it out of him or whatever, I've never gone from so excited into a season, so anticipating a fun year to being completely terrified that this is going to be another tank season. I'm not going to be rooting for a tank. I'm going to be petrified of it. And and Justin Fields, the light has to come on. He has to let loose. He has to rip it, see the guy on that second level. And in that first game, he just didn't see it. I can't explain... Why? We've talked about all these reasons, but at the end of the day, he is who I'm most worried about going into week two. Even today in his press conference, his mannerisms, he just seems so – he looks like how I feel. 
He he looks <laughs> down, and I I need him. To, he said he talked to you know Jaquan Brisker about getting that energy up and getting back up. I certainly hope so, man, because I'm rooting for you, and I really would like you to be the quarterback of the future of this team. And right now, I'm I'm very worried about that being the case. I think it's well said. It's fair. Uh, all right, Nicholas Moriano is at Hallis Hall. Uh, Nick. <laughs> Are you being held hostage? <laughs> this room is very cold and dark, so I don't want to say anything that shit. No, uh, no, I found a spot where I can actually be on video to join you guys, and I'm not being held hostage to my knowledge, so I think we're good. Nick, first thing I want to ask you is just what is the vibe like in that building right now? I think it's a one that people are just searching for answers. You guys, um, you know, we, we talked to Fluce and Justin Fields today, and there were just a lot of things that, you know, they left out on the field that obviously didn't go their direction. And Greg, you were kind of hitting in on a point that I want to bring up here with, with um, Justin Fields when asked why he played, you know, so conservative against the Packers on, on Sunday. And his answer didn't, wasn't really reassuring to any Bears fans. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. And that's really interesting considering a guy that big game hunter, you know, as, as a college quarterback at Ohio State. And, you know, he said he left out some plays where he probably could have gone and tried to test DJ Moore, uh, you know, on some 50-50 balls. But I thought that was interesting how he even brought that up. Like, this shouldn't even be 50-50 balls that you're trying to go and, you know, look to go get. There is somewhere it's just a completion down the field, and yet you're kind of you're settling for some of the checkdowns that we saw throughout this game. But I think it really is, you guys, right now, is a team that's searching for answers, and luckily they have an opportunity to maybe right some of the wrongs that happened on Sunday against the Packers this Sunday against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, but a lot of things that just didn't go right for the Bears. Nick, what's your read on the Claypool conversation today? Do you think he's going to be active on Sunday, if you had to guess? Man, I'm trying to envision uh, like how that scenario would play out, you guys, if he wasn't active on Sunday. And I think, to, to answer your question, Mark, I do think he's active. But now with the tape that he put out there against the Green Bay Packers, where the effort just clearly wasn't there. The technique wasn't there. But Matt Eberflus says it's there in practice. And we know that for Matt Eberflus, practice is a big thing. So if you're practicing well, you will get game time on Sunday. So if, if you know Chase Claypool continues to do that throughout the week and is just not showing up on Sundays, he probably is active. But at some point, when are you going to let Equinemius St. Brown, your best blocking wide receiver, take those snaps from – you know, what we think is supposed to be a talented guy in Chase Claypool, but I think he does stay active for this week uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah, I mean, to me, they need to set – I personally would send a message on a few different levels, and that would be to bench Chase Claypool. As high as I was on him at camp, I think a couple messages need to be sent that. And then also I think – I understand they're going to split reps with running backs, but I think Roshan Johnson should be the starting running back, the guy that sets the tone coming out the gate. You know, has there any been – there was some discussion to Matt Eberflus at the back end of the press conference. Do you get any kind of indication that maybe they want to start setting the tone with a guy like that out the gates? Yeah, no, I mean, even Justin Fields had high praise for Roshan Johnson and just kind of – 
you know, what he brings to this offense. I mean, you saw it on tape, too. And that's the thing that speaks the most volumes. It's not about what people are saying. It's your actions on the football field. Adam put a great video breakdown of what Roshan Johnson was doing on the backside for blocking. And I think that that holds more weight than anything. If you're showing consistently on tape that you're going to go give a lot of effort, despite what the score is, that's who should be playing you guys. And ultimately, I hope that's how it plays out for Matt Eberflus. But again, we know that practice practice weighs heavily for this coaching staff. And if, if that's the case, again, like you're probably not going to see too much of a change in terms of like the personnel and how they're going to use things. Nick, I thought it was a good question of Flus. Forget who asked it, but just like, and I know he it's one of those questions where he's not really going to give you the answer, but it still needed to be asked, which was like, what do you, how do you generate more pressure? this week against Baker Mayfield because the pass rush just isn't good enough. What did you take away from his answer to that question? Yeah, I mean, what what he says, like, do what is best to affect the quarterback and affecting the quarterback is what they want to get done and obviously didn't do a good enough job last week against the Packers. I think, too, it's like what that scheme is, you guys, we didn't see a lot of blitzing. The one time that, you know, I recognized the blitz was when Kyler Gordon got injured. So I think what the Bears – are still going to, you know, hold true to themselves is like believing in that Tampa two scheme, rushing with four, rushing as one, as they always say, and kind of allowing their, what they know to continue to be like their approach on defense. But you were not seeing those guys win one-on-ones. Like Dominique Robinson didn't win a one-on-one all game. The one time Yannick Ngakwe got the sack, you guys, he was lined up against the right tackle and moved all the way to the left side to come around to eventually get Jordan Love on the ground. But that's just an effort sack. So it's not like, again, guys are winning their one-on-one. So I think that's going to be their schematic approach until, I don't know, maybe they just got to get blown out by 30 again to for them to really drastically change things. But that's what they believe in. That's how they, that's what they've talked about all summer. Rush has won, and it obviously did not work against the Packers last week. Nick, last one from me. Kyler Gordon, Flus wouldn't commit either way. I'm assuming you don't think he's going to play on Sunday. I don't. No, he didn't, yeah, he didn't. So he didn't expect him to practice, and you know, practice is still going on as we speak. But yeah, and he was also asked, has he avoided IR? We don't have, and Eberflus said we don't have anything more at this time. Not enough information. You would kind of think if the injury happened on Sunday and it's now Wednesday. I don't know. He would have enough information on what the injury was. But, yeah, uh, still up in the air with Kyler Gordon. When you talk about, you know, sending messages, whatever, and the coaching staff and Justin Fields, in my opinion, and, and maybe Mark's too, where there's some subtle lines in the sand being drawn, Justin saying, you know, hey, this is on the OC to call the right plays. The coaching staff saying, Justin's got to make the right reads. Is there a chance that Tyson Bagent is activated as the backup quarterback as just a little subtle message like, hey, if you're not going to make the right reads, we're going to put this guy here just in case? Um, that's an interesting Let's put the thought. Meatball Island shirt on the screen. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's an interesting question, Greg. I don't, I don't think the Bears go that far um, as to doing that just to send a message. To Justin Fields, I think they'll still put the best quarterback at the number two spot that they think can run their system. But, yeah, I think, it, look, it was one week, obviously, a terrible. I think there's a lot of different things. Look, the offensive line played terribly. Justin Fields left a lot of throws out there. Luke Getzey didn't have the best game plan to go and attack this Packers defense. 
So let's see them rebound. Let's see them kind of adjust from the mistakes that they made this week and put a game plan together that accentuates Justin Fields' strength to attack this Tampa Bay defense. But I don't know that they go that far to just elevate or put Tyson Bates at the number two to say, hey, Justin, better get this right or, you know, the undrafted rookie's going to go in there and play your spot. Nick, good stuff. Um, all of Nick's coverage available online allchgo.com. He'll have uh, more up there later today on – I just grabbed your phone. Well, I was putting it there for a reason. <laughs> it was on my – Yeah, no, don't worry about Sorry, it. Sorry, did I mess something up? No. You, no. Nick, you, thank you, man. Great. All right, you guys. See you. At Nicholas Moriano on Twitter as well. There's my note for you. Oh, there's a note here. I like that. I yeah. like that. Okay. Okay. Um – it, it just said that I love Greg Braggs and will always love Greg Braggs, and you're my hero. Hey, you know, I just think everything's on the table. I'm not, gi- I'm not giving it up. It should be. It is. Uh, Mubs thinks I'm giving up. I'm not giving yeah. up. I'm picking, but the, I just I'm think, picking the bucks. because I also thought just going into week one, it didn't make much sense to not have Bajan as the active backup. 100%. So Bajan's your backup. Just quit just messing on, around. Right. Just on its surface have him there ready to go but i, but I that also is, that is probably the, the, the reason i i asked that question is just because these subtle jabs going back and forth between the coaches and quarterbacks i've seen this before with mitch and Nagy, with cutler and who was the offensive coordinator that they started going after each other ron when, turner no after that march no. when you well, regardless i've seen this dance before let me rephrase it for you. Different the only the only thing I've ever seen in this franchise is this dance. Like that yeah. that's what that, that's what it's always been and we're we're in there again. All right. Well, um you know what I recommend all Bears fans do is just try to enjoy their evening, kick back a little bit. There's no football on tonight. You don't have to watch Jalen Carter play the Vikings bad offensive line like you do tomorrow night. So enjoy tonight. Enjoy tonight. Kick back with some Goose Island. Okay, I'm, this is my public service announcement to you. It's Wednesday. Grab a goose. CHO supported by Goose Island Beer Company. Chicago's beer since 1988. Maybe go get some Oktoberfest. A little too early for me on the Oktoberfest right now, but, you know, to each their own. Don't give me this pumpkin stuff. It's still at September, okay? But, Full pocket you know, pills, baby. Yeah, hey, it's still good. If I'm going to go Oktoberfest, I'm going Goose. You know the beer hug. Beer hug might be the way to go. Braggs needs a hug. Oh, my he God. He could get a hug from a beer. A beer hug. I need a beer and a hug and a beer hug while we're – I Three, just need it. 312 Full <laughs> Pocket Pills. Grab Ultra Fresh Brewery exclusive beers at Goose Island's original brew house on Clyburn Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's beer. And as we all know, football is back in full swing. Week two coming up here. Who's got you covered for the action for every single one of them? You know it. You love it. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers, bet that $5. You get $200 instantly right when you do it in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on the action this season. All DraftKings customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. 
So you get hooked up every week. They're, they're trying to give you the goods. It's beautiful. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code CHGO to sign up. New customers, once again, bet $5. Take home $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with the code CHGO. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y. Connecticut, help is available for a problem calling 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. Also on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, 21 and over age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. I got C-sport. my bets in for, uh, oh, sorry. Yep, what's up? No, continue. Go ahead, no, you're good. I was just going to talk about my bets for tomorrow. But oh, uh, sure, go ahead. Let's well, hear what you got. Finish what you got to say, though. You're reading your legal. Mm, okay, fine. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility. Terms of responsible game resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Uh, highly recommend the uh, early win bet on Thursday night. You only have to be up by seven. Because I've never seen somebody so obsessed with early win hey, bets. Hey, was I 3-0 and last week? I was. Okay. So let's do it again. Pretty good. I got the Vikings at plus 240 last night. Just right. go out and throw a touchdown before you throw your interception. They got to be up 7 or 10? Just up 7. Okay. Plus 240. The Eagles might be up 100. I know. Well, so my other, my other bet I made that I like is uh, a little two-leg parlay here. And I've got uh, TJ Hawkinson that records six receptions. And the Eagles to score over 13.5 points in the first half. I like that one. That one's pretty That solid. one's uh, plus 220 for that just two, two, yeah. two legs. So, all right. Um, and that reminds me we've that we kicked I, Braggs out, I think. What's happening? No, we didn't kick Braggs out. We're having a little miscommunication between oh, okay. But it's, everything's in, 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 great, in great spirits. I have to. Um, that reminds me. I have I to get up a lot with my lock of the week or. Pick of the week, DraftKings oh. pick of the week by tomorrow. Tomorrow. When I join you guys well, from house. I believe you're 2-0. and 2-0. and Try to keep the streak going. Try to keep it going. Uh, in the meantime, I'm going to enjoy a nice walk outside, back to the train station, take on the sun with gear built to last because our friends at Shady Rays always have you covered for the warm weather that's still here. I'm holding on to it, guys. The sun is still out. Damn right. Premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Shady Rays is an independent sunglass company offering a world-class product just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. That's not all because Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. When Braggs gets mad at the Bears and chucks his sunglasses off the balcony here, um, the great thing is that Shady Rays... Chuck myself off the balcony. (laughs) Okay. Don't do that. Starting to get actually worried here. If you lose or break your pair, they will not replace you, Braggs, but they will replace your sunglasses. Uh, they'll send you a brand new pair. No questions asked. And if you don't love your Shady Rays, you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop. Their team always has your back. And this is exclusive for our listeners. Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com. Use code CHGO for 50% off two-plus pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. And I want to tell all you guys about becoming a diehard. Tell us, Greg, please. And do it fast. There is no better time than right now to become a diehard. The tailgate we just had on Sunday was as good as it gets. We're going to have another one coming up on October 1st 
against the Denver Broncos. When we, we moved to three and one. And and we've moved our time from 8 a.m. to start time at 7.30 a.m. to give oh, you no. as much time oh, to no. tailgate right. as humanly possible. From 7.30 to 11.30, because you're going to want to leave to get into the stadium, so we wanted to give you that full four hours of funness with us at the tailgate. Yeah, funness. Um, so make sure you be, if you become a diehard, you get a discount on that event and a free shirt right off the bat. You get access to Adam Hogue's newsletter that he puts out every single day, exclusive only to diehards. Mark Carmen gives his grades after every game, exclusive only to diehards. There's just a lot of great perks to becoming a diehard. And if you sign up, you can pretty much get all your money back right away with all these different perks from the shirts to the discounts to the events just a lot of fun of course discord chat the whole bit become a diehard sign up with us chgo sports to the moon there we go uh terrell lewis signing with the new orleans paint new orleans saints practice squad so we'll see him november 5th he'll probably kill one of our quarterbacks <laughs> great I, yeah. I heard uh, Tariq Cohen signed uh, with the Tariq Panthers. Cohen with Panthers. Is that official? Because I knew he still had to take a physical this morning. I, I'm hoping he's a sleeper agent, wants to help them. Uh, he, maybe he fumbles every touch, and then they lose every game. Well, first of all, first I pick. hope he passes that physical, and I hope he is officially signed there. It's a very cool story. Tariq Cohen's been through, oh, my God, he's been through a lot. And um, it's great to see him back in the NFL. Reunited with Chris Tabor, the Bears' former special teams coach, who's now the uh, Panthers special teams coordinator. Um. Maybe this. he'll be coming to Chicago in a few weeks, returning a kick. Sure, why not? Speaking of diehards, William Lopez, 1999 Super Chat. Hey, guys, just signed up to the diehard family. Welcome. Lopez. Super excited for the tailgate October 1st, which you now get a discount on. Just got my tickets today. We are driving all the way from St. Louis for the tailgate and the game. Look forward to meeting you, awesome. Bill. Yeah, Bill Williams. Sure. Well, hopefully, it, we won't be going for our first win. If he that doesn't day. go by Bill, well, I just I call the shots around here. What if he's Will? What if he's just he William? Be Will? He could be Bill. Yeah, he could man, William or Billum. Pickerel saying he's saying he's putting like a a number on this. Says the Bear win, Bears win six games, I'll become a diehard. Ooh, Chris Pickerel, you're not a diehard already. Yeah, I feel like you already are. Come it's on, man. Sad. I I do think that how is, many likes does this show have now? Uh, I want to thank everyone who really took my message kindly there. We're over 350 now, which is that's, – that's a better percentage. I appreciate it. We keep going, but uh, thank you very much to everyone who's yeah. – I went back through one of – thank you. Uh, ditto to what Lawrence just said. And I just went – I went back through our pre – right before the season started video on how many wins. Hogue had 10. Braggs had 9. Will had 11. Cody had 12. Yeah, I laughed at that I, 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 Me and Lawrence both had 7. How you doing? And Nick go. had 8. And, and Nick had 8. And I'm not giving up yet. Yes, you I've are. I've given up. I'm not giving up. <laughs> Gregory? <laughs> if I camera- hate to break it to you. This game against the Bucks has week two correction city written Let's go. all over Okay. Let's I'm go. going gonna, gonna to retake that video right now. Hey, Adam, how many wins for the Bears this year? Nine and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Because I did think one of those ten wins would be the Packer game. All right. William Lopez says, "It's <laughs> let's not call me Bill. It's Will. Gregory. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You made Thank that you guy will. spend two more dollars. Well, he called me Gregory, yep. which is my given name. But I don't. Yeah, that's accurate. Uh, which you said was not. <laughs> All right. It's been a fun show. Um 
I got I got a couple things here. First off, don't don't end the show just yet here. We got a lot of super chats too. Okay. Uh, well, Carm's trying to go to House Hall. I don't care. CSU Sports no, at CSU Sports. <laughs> I want I want you to hit this uh, real fast here, everyone. Uh, we are doing a giveaway on this cool shirt, the Chicago versus Everybody shirt. Uh, go uh, do what it says on the screen there at CSU underscore Sports. Uh, win a shirt. There you go. Thank you, everybody. Carm, do you have to leave? I, well, open locker room is at 2, and we're 48 minutes away, so you I got know. about three minutes, and well, then we'll we got, walk off the set. We got a lot of supers, so. You can just go. What I know I can. Like, I know leave I can. right now. I understand. No, I want to stay to the end because I love you. Okay. We'll start with the Duke. We can handle this. $20, the immortal heartthrob. Fishbane said it best years ago. Bears are stuck in a cycle where we draft a QB, change the regime. QB doesn't fit the system. Get a new QB out of desperation. Doesn't work right away. Fire the regime. I can't argue with that. I've covered it all. <laughs> Rinse, uh, repeat. $20. Again from the Duke. Just bringing it hard today. We appreciate you so much. Just bringing it extremely concerning that Justin Fields <laughs> perceives that he didn't attempt those downfield balls as, yeah, I should have done 50-50 balls. Bro, the vast majority weren't 50-50. They were not even NFL open. They were JV high school open. I mostly agree with that. Rinse repeat. See, he could have left. We didn't need these noises. Andre Skinner, 999. Bash Justin all you want. Defense gave up 31 points. Andre, no one's bashing him. Seriously, we're not bashing him. We're just trying to understand. There's, there, there's zero bashing going on here. There's zero bashing, plenty of concern. Jaden, 999. I understand Josh Allen is established. The Jets defense is good, but he threw three picks Monday. Is it at all possible Fields just had a bad game? At least I hope so. A little easier to pat. Look, every quarterback has bad games. Um, when you're an MVP caliber quarterback, you get a pass. Justin's last two games are two of his worst. That one and the one in Detroit last year. Those and, are his last two starts. And look, I know that Josh Allen didn't play well on Monday, and you could certainly make the argument that he lost the game for him. Josh Allen and Justin Fields do not look alike. There's no comparison between the two. I'm sorry. Josh well, Allen is both firing balls with conviction. All Josh Allen is a better quarterback than Justin Fields at this point. That is, a, you cannot compare the two. I'm, that's absurd. Anybody want to push back on that? No, Josh Allen also threw those picks with absolute fuck it throws. <laughs> like, yeah, like it was that was a big difference too. Isaac uh, five dollars with today's press conference. My question. I super chatted from yesterday, still applies to, day, to today. Shake my head. I don't remember what that yeah, was. Yeah, so Isaac had DM me. I did see the super chat yesterday, and again, we apologize to Isaac and anybody else that we haven't been able to get to a super chat, whether it was the post game or yesterday's show, and we appreciate everyone's support. A lot of them have been coming in, and we can't do two-hour shows. But Isaac asked, why can't somebody really hold the feet to the fire? Me and Isaac are friends with a guy, Draft Dr. Phil, who brings fire unlike any Bears fan I've ever met in my entire life. And he wants to know why somebody doesn't just 
go hellfire and brimstone on Eberflus in the presser. And to that, I would say, Isaac, if anyone tried to do the way Phil delivers a message, they would be escorted out of Hellas Hall immediately. I think Eberflus does certainly understand, you know, what he needs to get better at. But, you know, there is a little bit of a, you know, you know, an etiquette to how you're asking questions in a press conference. And I understand your frustration as a fan, and we want to ask the tough questions to the players and coaches. But at the end of the day, there is a line. So you, you just got to kind of respect that. All right, double dip from JL. Here's the first one. They look like they've taken the fight out of Justin Fields. It feels like another OC who cares more about their system winning than the team winning. Should I answer? Should you answer what? Sure. Everyone wants a McVay or Shanahan disciple, short passing and running. Bring me an Arians guy. No risk it, no biscuit. Let Justin Fields throw bombs. I like that one. Carm is currently on the phone with Ed O'Bradovich live on the show, by the way. I'm live on the show, but I just wanted to pick you up to let Bears fans know one thought from you. Are you okay? We want to know that you're all right after week one. OB is fine. I'll call you after this show. I love you. You're the best. Okay, bye. <laughs> OB's all right. This is okay. good news. This is good news. This is good oh, news. Brags of OB. Doing better than I am. If Ed O'Bradovich. <laughs> if, if he's doing better than me, then I do need to like reevaluate yes. my life. You need to lighten up. I can't. If OB has gotten over this by Wednesday, you can too. <laughs> Brandon, $5. Remember when we were worried about losing Getsy to a head coaching gig? <laughs> love the show, fellas. Uh, that one made me laugh. Yeah, you should spin zone. You should be happy about this. Well, that's you're the I, one who's I mean, I'll worried stand, about it. I will stand on it. Luke Getzey hates puppies, I and mean, I said that last year, and I will stand <laughs> on that. This I don't think year. you need to make you don't things need to up do that, dog. You ain't getting no gig. <laughs> <laughs> now uh, I'm slandering him for different reasons. <laughs> Joe four ninety nine. Joe Calcagno. If you want to fix Claypool, throw him the ball ten times next week. He is a diva wide receiver. I don't think he is a bust, but bad quarterback make angry wide receivers you know that was what I was thinking about when Nick was on with us here's the thing about to me the answer on whether or not you're actually benching Claypool which I would do just based on sending the message alone but part of this is scheme too like if you're going to come out with the same game plan against the Bucks, he should be benched because you need the blocking wide receiver but if you're actually going to try to throw the ball downfield I don't want bombs being thrown at EQ I would much rather have Yeah. I would much rather have Claypool out there. But no. that's the thing, if you're gonna play him, use him the way he's supposed to be used. Run the sale. Let's go. Hit him. Boom. Don't don't try to nickel and dime your way through the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If you're gonna if you're gonna go down, go down in a blaze of glory. Throw the ball like a normal offense throws the football. We've come full circle on dink and dunk does indeed get you sunk. You're with me now. <laughs> oh, big moment for me. <laughs> Thank you. Well, if I'm gonna talk the shit, I gotta give the credit. Yeah, I that, mean, was, that was a fun noise. <laughs> Ray, seven dollars overreaction. <laughs> I want just bookmarking the, what time that sound was. <laughs> I, I want Eric Bieniemy to get a chance as Bears head coach. He seemed to get a lot out of the offense. Bring Vic back as DC Bear undisciplined. Ain't happening, Ray. But love you. Yeah, I don't. I'm. I don't know about the enemy. Vic can come back anytime he wants. I love Vic. I miss Vic. Vic was great. His defense gave up 30 I points, miss, by the way, on Sunday. I miss being happy. 
Uh, enters the room, $5 super chat. Why does it seem like only the fans care about the rivalry and that press conference was garbage? Keep up the great content. Yeah, they, you know what? They didn't play like they cared about the rivalry. Maybe Karma's right last week. You're right about everything today. The, I, the rivalry. Now, That's funny. Stayed? What rivalry? <laughs> We've lost 8,000. Uh, 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 okay, it's only nine? No singing. No, no singing. you're not supposed to be singing. Justin Sanchez, 499. <laughs> that wasn't. He didn't sing there. Oh, it was, it was coming. It he was started. Started. That was coming. It was a sound. We'll give him credit. Song, what was the it's song that we had uh, in, in the in the pre-show oh, today? A good one. I don't know. Justin Sanchez, 499. Oh, if we have a top five pick next year, we need to get rid of Flus and let the new coaching staff pick their quarterback. Chicago deserves a winning team. <laughs> uh, Robert Graham also threw us a dollar ninety-nine super chat to say JF1 or Caleb. Oh boy. The song today was It's the End of the Bears as We Know It. <laughs> it's the end of the Bears as we know it. And I feel fine. You sure do. Rel Rel, 499. <laughs> Justin was better with Nagy. I have to say if uh, I have to say it. He was getting that ball out with Nagy. He wasn't scared to throw the ball, man. Kind of want Justin with an OC. <sighs> I don't want to even think about that. Um, <laughs> I hope it's the end of the Bears as we know it. Because I'm sick of the Bears as we know it. Yeah. I want it to be the new Bears. All as that we, stuff about new era. <laughs> please, start it this week. Anytime the new era wants to start. Kevin Warren, please, start it this week. Uh, Bear, if they win in orange helmets this week, they can wear them every week for the history, yeah. history I can't of Chicago Bears. wait to overreact to a win over Tampa Bay and talk Super Bowl next week. Let's yeah, go. I'm, I'm ready. To do Let's it. go. Well, th yeah. this was the greatest week one loss ever. It reset like, the franchise. Oh, the they, they learned a ton. They came out. Everybody was against them. Those three bozos on CHGO were talking nonsense, and ended, they came out, and they ended, just rolled Tampa. Send them to Hallis. <laughs> Last Super Chat of the day. Josh, 499. Anyone else all in on Darnell Wright just for knocking the shit out of Quay Walker on the pick six? LOL. At least someone cared on that play. I loved it. And and Roshan Johnson cared on that play, too. I got on him for missing the tackle originally, but he ran his ass all the way yeah. to the – he almost took a shot from Darnell Wright on that he play, He did. Too. He took some a little bit of friendly yeah. fire there. So And that was one of the things in the JT O'Sullivan video that I didn't necessarily totally agree with. He got on Cole Komet. He likes to get on Cole Komet, but he didn't like Cole Komet's effort on tackling how are we gonna criticize the technique of an offensive player and how they're t you know what i mean like right i, I was i was a little down. bit on roshan a little bit because like he plays special teams and i kind of expect but guys right. we're way down the line if we're criticizing offensive players for how they're tackling after an interception we'll turn the page to tampa all right we are out of here Carm's gonna run the house hall to get uh, some locker room reaction can't wait to feel the vibe there um I got to go. Go ahead. Get out of here. Thank you. No, Follow I just, us I just, on Twitter yeah. at CHGO underscore Bears, at Adam Hogue, at the Carm, at G Braggs Jr. 23, at Law on the Draw for Lawrence Benedetto, our awesome producer. We are back tomorrow, another noon show. It'll be a scary Thursday. Mark Carmen, Greg Braggs. I'll be at House Hall joining we'll the show. Check in with you, and you'll keep us in check. I think it went well last week. I think we had a good show. Yep. We're going to turn the corner to Tampa tomorrow, and I'm going to enjoy a nice dinner with my friends and family, and I'm going to come in with a positive attitude. So I apologize for 
the doom and gloom. But I'll be back tomorrow. Yeah, take that, Chubbs. I'm going to take a couple of whiskey and Cokes to get me over this. Come on. We'll talk to you tomorrow. See you. Bear down.